God bless you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Illegitimate Game. This is Brother Derek. Thank you for tuning in for this content. And tonight, I have a good friend here, sister in Christ, Onika Henry. She's a business owner. And tonight, we're going to talk about faith, family, fitness, collaborations, business, how to be successful, and how to let God guide you to fulfill your dreams. And welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, God is good. Like, I, we were just talking a minute ago. God knew the perfect time. Yeah, he did. He did. This felt like the right moment. Yeah. Nothing's supposed to happen before it's time. Um, and I'm a strong believer of that. I feel like everything falls into place when it needs to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I think we scheduled twice, but then we had to back I off. I think it was more than that. <laughs> but that was on me because um, yeah. summer was crazy for me. Um, but I'm glad we still kept in touch. Yeah. Um, because I know us talking or, you know, us seeing each other on social media or seeing each other in the gym. It's like that communication never left. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, here we are. And, you know, God did that. So Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was able to work on things with the show, too. Right. Because we started a few series and then I was able to think different and stay on task. And it always, like we just mentioned, it felt like the task God wanted me on, too. Yeah. And that's how I came up with the imaginary series and the one before that when I was doing more stuff with um, current events, because he asked me to do some current event topics. Mm -hmm. Like, the Carly Russell thing was big for a minute, so I did a show on that. Okay. So, and I've been learning more with the show, so I feel like I'm getting better as a podcaster, too. You are. So. I, like, I, I enjoy watching you. I think your questions are intentional, um, and it's just not all over the place. Like, some podcasts I watch, I'm like, you know what, next. Um, but with yours, like, you watch from beginning to end, because there's so much info that you share and it's relatable so yeah well, thank you for watching. doing a good job thank you i appreciate <laughs> that i need i need all the encouragement in the world yeah yeah for sure because there's, sure. there's different voices yeah and then just because the internet is so big you want to know who cares and who doesn't yeah and you want real people to show you real love yeah so i appreciate that of course and i love the juices hey let's talk about the juices <laughs> yeah yeah that's we were just joking about it but that's how we met at the gym yeah and I always like healthy things, so let's talk about the juices. Yeah, so yeah. Juicy Vibes. Um, juicy Vibes. Juicy Vibes. I started in 2020, and it all started as a joke, right? So I was hitting 30, and I was like, hey, every, everybody said as soon as you hit 30, your knees start cracking, your back start hurting. So I was like, what can I do to be more healthy? Yeah. So I didn't see a lot of content about, you know, cold-pressed juices. So I was like, let me do the research. And I looked it up and I started off with mason jars. Um, so I started juicing for myself. I started posting it online. So I would list out all the ingredients, tell people what the benefits are. And people would reach out to me, hey, are you selling them? I was like, I can. So started selling them. I found a girl I met in Canada. Um, she was doing cold pressed juice. I was like, hey, make me a logo. So she just threw a logo together. Didn't have any ingredients, nothing on it. So all I was doing was the mason jars, the random logo with the juicy vibes. Yeah. Started selling it like that. Um, so, you know, family, friends bought it, you know, that was it. So it kind of fell by the wayside. Um, but I, I felt the benefits from it cause I suffered from, I'm not going to claim that over my life. I no longer suffer from high blood pressure. Yes. Um, but the doctors were telling me, you know, you have to stay on medication. I'm like, I'm 25 years old. That's when they started, started me on. I was like, I'm not, you know, 
I'm not settling with that. So yeah, started looking up all, yeah, alternative ways and the beats is really good um, for your blood pressure. So started doing that. And then fast forward to this year, I got laid off from my full-time job after 10 years. Um, so that was a, a punch in the gut, but you know, I stayed faithful yeah. and you know, I was still, I was working at Gold's Gym um, and I was setting up there, selling my juices and it kind of took off from there. Um, so we got rid of the mason jars. We got these lovely bottles, um, switched up my labels, got a new logo. Um, and then everything just took off this year. Um, and it was kind of bittersweet because I was in this space where all I knew was corporate America, right? Yeah. So it's like, all right, I, right. So I was like, okay, God, I hear you. You've been telling me to get out all these years, but I didn't listen. I was uncomfortable. Um, I was just nervous or what is the word I'm looking for? Not uncomfortable, but. Is it the anxiety of leaving? Yes. I had a lot of anxiety about logging into work. Like, I, I just yeah. hated it. I hated it. Like, when I tell you that, like, I did not like it. But I think it was a part of just me being disobedient and not listening to God. Like, I want you to step out on faith. I want you to put everything in me. And then, you know, once they shut that door, I was like, all right, God, here I am. What are we going to do? What's up? So, you know, everything just fell into place for the business. And like, I'm just on cloud nine. Um, everybody loves it. And it's something so simple as cold pressed juices. Like everybody wants it, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to be healthy. Yeah. Everybody don't want to eat the processed foods anymore. So it's like, I have something where I can interact with people mm -hmm. on a healthy level and then it turns into something else we can have a, like here we are now you know what i'm saying yeah. we started off with juice and hey Derek, come back here like buy these juices to now like you know we're sitting here having a whole a whole conversation so yeah yeah then you could also feel people's energy too yeah because like when, when i bought the juice then we started talking about our lives because mm -hmm. i remember you telling me the story yeah i lost my job now i have to do the business yeah but you already wanted to but you didn't have to right right but sometimes you need that extra push yeah it was definitely a push. it was a, a push off the cliff off the cliff. It was like and then he helps you fly <laughs> it was like yeah. you're doing this and i also have to think you know my god mom because she was the one that was like pushing me so hard to like onika get out of your comfort zone like do this it's an avenue and it's like, you know, I just kept hearing that because we talk every day. Yes. So I kept hearing that voice in the back. Like, if you don't do this, like, I'm going to just keep telling you until you do it. So, yeah, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you're happy and proud of yourself. I am. I'm very and, proud. Because uh, I was going to ask you about God's providence, too. And when did you, how long ago did you know you had to? Like, when did it become one of those things? Like, my... My uncle's a pastor, mm -hmm. and he tells me the answer to the question is when you have to stop asking. Yeah. So it was like, when did it first haunt you? Like, I need to do this. Mm. Was it before 2020? No, I don't think it was before 2020. I think it was the gap between 2020 and 2023. Okay. Like, that gap there with, like, taking that leap of faith and starting it and, like, putting my all into it, I think, with just not having the right guidance and structure as far as like with my with my faith and like being spiritual so i started going to uh fit for the kingdom global ministry i think i mentioned that to you um the church i go to downtown okay. and the the level of teaching that i get i had no choice but to change my life 
and to be obedient because the conviction was real. It's like wow. they take away your excuses. Yeah, it's like you like you don't have it. Like you need to be consistent. You need to just have faith in every every single thing that you do, and that's something. I didn't realize I struggled with because it's like, yeah, I believe in you, God. I trust you, but I'm over here like, do I? So it's like, you know, getting that level of teaching from our apostle is just like, it's amazing. So I, I didn't have a choice going forward in 2023 when all of that, you know, when all of that happened. It's like, all right, girl, well, here you go, God. Well, here I am. So, Yeah. Cause I'm happy you said that part about trusting God because it's almost like we trust him as mm -hmm. long as it's convenient. That part. Because <laughs> I would have super faith over here, but then I would have super control over yeah. here. Because I had to, I kind of went through that with my children and mm -hmm. sports careers, arguing with coaches and arguing with anybody and everybody and not yeah. trusting people. Because I could trust them over here, but not over here. Right. So I, I struggle with that faith part too. Yeah, and, and it's hard because... The, the world around you just influenced you so much and you have to learn to discern certain things. Yeah. And that's hard because you sometimes you just don't know. Um, so I think for me, just staying strong and just following the word, that was my go-to and not letting other people, whatever they had to say, even when it comes to God, I had certain people be like, oh, well, every time I ask you if you need help or anything, you say, God, I got it. And it's like some people was just like, like I felt appalled. Like, did you did you just say that about God? Because he do he like he got it. Yeah. So like I stood strong on that, and it was just, it's funny because when I look back at it, I was like, they really said that. Um, but I mean, I was thinking about it. So yeah, yeah, because yeah, because there's times when you say God got it, and it's so easy to say it. Mm -hmm. But then you just keep fighting, but you don't even let God do the fighting. He's just standing back with his arms crossed. Yeah, you gonna let me go? Yeah. So and like I did, yeah. God. Yeah, because I really believe, like me and Zach talked about it a few times. There are times where I really believed I was helping God. Mm. But he didn't need my help. Yeah. But it gave me that false sense of control. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah, so like you said, between 2020 and 2023, do you feel like when you lost your full-time job, do you think that three-year period was God actually preparing you for it? And mm. then he kicked you? Or were you procrastinating? Or was he preparing you or both? Like. I think it was a little bit of both, right? So during that period of me transitioning from different roles, it was a role I really wanted. Um, I wanted to get into anti-money laundering. Um, oh, wow. And I wanted to get in there like with the, the very first time I started that company. So like that was my goal to get there. So once I got there, I hated it. I did not like it. I, I just absolutely hated it. Um, and I think I was fighting so strong to keep it, to like it. But it's like my juicing over here, it's like, okay, it's still it's still going, right? But I'm not pouring my all into it. Yeah. And even though I'm asking God to like show me a sign or something, it's like I'm ignoring all the signs that he's giving me. You're uncomfortable, one, at this job. You don't like it. Like you're messing up on the work. So it's like, what more do you want, girl? <laughs> so... You know, it was set up in a way where yeah. because of who I am, I, ha I always have good relationships with anybody I encounter. Like my manager, like she had my back 100% in the transition out of the company, right? So it set me up to a place where I let go. And even though like I didn't know how my mortgage was going to get paid, I didn't know, I didn't know anything. So I was in a place, 
you know, especially with going to, you know, the ministry that I'm in, yes. it's like my faith was just building up, building up over time. So while going through the process, I was just very relaxed. And it was like, I was trusting God so hard. It was like, I'm not worried about it. And it's like, all right, my mortgage going to get paid. I'm going to still eat. Like every, and I just bought my house a year ago, right? So I'm like, all of this is happening. And I was like, all right, God, you got it. You got it. So when the day finally came, it was crazy. The, the day that I started that company 10 years ago was the same day I got let go. The same exact day wow. 10 years later, right? So I was like, oh, my God, you funny. But... <laughs> <laughs> right? So I was yeah. like, you know what? That's crazy. So when it happened, everybody was like, are you okay? My dad is like, are you, are you looking for another job yet? Like, are you going to go back to corporate? I was like, no, I'm okay. Like, I'm about to focus on my juice business. And... Like I said, it just took off effortlessly. And like all of these people just fell into my life that are that are mentoring me, guiding me. Um, like I met a guy that owns a juice bar downtown. And, you know, I went to him and we were talking and he just was like pouring information into me. And there were other people that just never even called back or didn't want to give me any information about starting up a juice bar. But it was like him. He was like, do this, do this, reach out to this person and it was like because I was obedient and I listened to my mentor over there and <laughs> and yeah, so everything just fell into place. Yeah. So okay, let me ask you this then. The humility you needed mm -hmm. for all of that. Y your opinion, would you have had that same humility if you started the business on your own or because you were laid off and you had to? Because it also takes humility to come up. Yeah. Because there, I know there was times I didn't listen to people when I was doing my own thing. So where did yeah. humility like come from? Um, I think the just the people I surround myself with. Mm -hmm. um, I think you need those people who are also aligned in where you want to go, especially spiritually, uh, and also, you know, whatever they have going on. So you want people around you that they they also have stuff going on for themselves. Okay. So I think if I would have tried to do this on my own, I probably would not be in the same space I am in today. Um, so I think me just being open and being transparent with people, telling them, hey, I don't know how to do this or I don't know how to do that. And also taking feedback from all of those people. I think that's helped me to, you know, to keep going and growing um, to where I am. Yeah, humility is big. And <laughs> there are times I didn't even know I didn't have it. Yeah. Until life hit me in the face. Because God, he's still working on us sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think some, there are moments when he'll send pressure to let you know. Yeah, for sure. You got to fix this. And failure is a good teacher. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah, since I asked you that, what, let's say you're talking to a new business owner. Mm -hmm. What is a horror story that you've experienced in your business? Do you have any? story? Not yet. I don't think so. I think because I'm so fresh, um, I haven't ran into anything crazy, thank God. Yeah. Um, I feel like the only thing I would tell people starting out is don't let one no, two no's, three no's, ten, a hundred no's discourage you. Because okay. there are going to be people out there that don't want to see you in. Um, and for me going out, you know, trying to ask people that were in the same field that I was, you know, I, like, well, how did you start? How did you do this? It was a lot of very short cut and dry answers or even no answers at all. So I got in my feelings cause I was like, what's going on here? But then I have to realize not everybody's on the same page as you or yeah. want to help people. Um, especially like in the black community, I feel like that's something that we're lacking. 
And I feel like I don't know why we don't want to help each other or help each other grow. So I feel like that's the one thing I ran into. So I would say to, you know, especially black women, just keep going. Just keep reaching out. There's always going to be that one person that's going to tell you yes and that's yeah. going to pour into you. Okay. So all those other no's, it does not matter. Yeah. So did they view you as competition or were they just nasty people? I have no idea. Um, they just never reached back out. Um, but like I said, that one guy, uh, Pop, he owns the the Black of the Berry. It's in Shaco Bottom. Um, yeah, he just was given information and he, he told me to reach out to Jackson Ward Collective. Okay. Um, so I'm in their business academy. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's like all of that information. Wow. And I'm like, this is my next week will be my last week. It's a 12 week course. Okay. Uh, amazing. I recommend to, you know, anybody starting off. And there's also people that's in there that's have their own business. Like one of the girls, she owns um, Resolutionary Winery in Petersburg, um, black owned. Um, so she's in the class. Okay. So it's like, it's, it's you a range. Me on right now. I've never heard of none of this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. there's another girl, she's in, uh, Regency. She is nostalgic. I think it's called, I think that's the name, but it's a cereal bar. So it has like all the 90 cereals and ice cream. It's pretty, it's pretty dope. Wow. Um, she's black owned. Um, so it's a lot of powerful and it's all women in this cohort, this cohort. Okay. Surprisingly, it's a, it's mixture, you know, I think the other ones were, but yeah. this particular one, it's all women. They're all doing their thing. And it's just, it's just a beautiful thing to see. And, you know, being there, I've gained a community of people that I'll probably stay in contact with forever. Um, because it's like, they all have different backgrounds. They all, they all yeah. have a different story and they want, we want to see each other win. Like there's no bickering. You know, when you put a bunch of women in one room, you know what happened. The cat fight. But, <laughs> the cat but it's fight. like yeah. this environment is just is just very empowering and uplifting. Um, so yeah. So just just keep going. Just don't don't take that no as like the end all be all. So that one man turned you on to all these other people. Yes. Yes. And from relationships and yeah. Yeah. One person could just turn you on to everything. So Yeah. That's why I always believe you got to have a good, like you said earlier, about good energy and a good mm -hmm. attitude. Because that one connect could open up so many other doors and it's sure. stuff you never would have found. And he could have definitely said no when I walked into his juice bar. I could have yeah. just bought that juice and walked out. But I went yeah. in there uh, to intentionally say, hey, can we talk for a second? And how do you do How do you do this? How did you get started? And he was just... More, like he was say he was just giving it from here go here to buy this juicer do this go to get this grant you know so it was just it was empowering so i definitely need to reach out to him or go back up there one day and just say look thank you i took the course um and here i am so yeah yeah because i was gonna ask you about that too when you meet people they could turn you on to where the money mm -hmm. is um yeah so especially with him uh yeah. I i'll definitely reach back out um, and just to say thank you, because I feel like you know he didn't have to. He didn't have to say any. He didn't have to say anything. He was like, "Look, girl, buy this juice and go about your business." You yeah, know? yeah. There's so many people be like, "Yo, email me, hit me on Instagram." Yeah, and you never hear from mm -hmm. them. Again. Yeah, that's a society but we live in. He actually gave you some attention. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because we need people like that. Because I was talking to a business partner a couple of days ago, and we're trying to find a grant writer for the nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So collaborating relationships. Letting God guide you to the right people. Yeah. It just keeps opening more and more doors. And then it's effortless. Right. Because I remember times, it'll take me eight months to do something on my own, but other moments when I have enough faith to sit down and pray, God can open that door in 10 minutes. For sure. And sometimes we just, 
sometimes we lean on our understanding so much. It's like so we're much. blocking our blessings, and we don't even know it. And that's the sad part. <laughs> it's like he'll watch you fail. Like, you going to let me do it? Right, right. And that goes back so. to just standing strong on your faith. And that's all it goes back to. So do you... Would you attribute that to fear or pride or why don't we want to trust God? Oh, yeah. I think it's more of, I think it's fear. I think, you know, we, we've gotten so used to doing something and when it failed, then we run to God, right? Versus running to God first and be like, hey, God, can, can I do this? Like, let me get your blessing yeah. first. Yeah. So I, I think it's fear. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so funny because right, right there in the Bible, it tells you that. Yeah. Like in the book of Joshua, when they lost that battle, Joshua didn't pray before they went up that mountain. Mm. The one fight he lost was the, and if you read the whole book of Joshua through, he prayed every time. God, can we go over there? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. The one time they didn't pray first was the battle they lost. Mm. Look so at that. The example's already there. Yeah, for sure. We just get so big. You know, I got it. I want these five. Let me go. Yeah. But you want those five because of him. And we forget that sometimes. So, uh, easy. Yeah. God, I got it. Yeah. He, <laughs> he sits back and laughs. Right. So what's the, um? well, you don't have any horror stories yet. What's the miracle you know God did for you and your business? Well, you, you know he did it. Uh, yeah, let's get inspired. Yeah. The miracle. Everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, from day one? Yeah, I think from day one, I think lining up me financially once I got laid off that was that was the first step okay um giving me the vision so like even down to my logo right like it's eye-catching um even down to those little things um even down to you know switching out the bottles just the ideas um having certain conversations with people um doing doing pop-ups at the gym uh, that turned into much more now having conversation at other gyms about, you know, eventually setting up in there. Yeah. Um, so I, it's just the list is endless um, where I see like a bright future for juicy vibes. I feel like it doesn't stop with the juices. Like I see more coming for, you know, if it's health coaching or wellness coaching, whatever God has in store for me, um, I'm open to just venturing out on that road yeah so okay well what <laughs> yeah i asked you this earlier how would you define success is it the joy you're living with is it a million dollars is it branching out mm -hmm. is it juicy being in kroger and walmart like what would success look like to you for the business, I feel more... Uh, well, let, well, let's talk money first, right? Okay. Because everybody wants to talk about money. True. Um, I think the teaching I'm getting on money is not... Like, I, it doesn't have a stronghold on me anymore, right? So I think the old me, it's like, all right, I don't want to lose any money soon as I'm going into this. I don't want to give back any money just yet yeah. but i think sitting back and understanding is like the i've always grew up learning the more you give the more you get and yeah. just open and give freely and i had to instill that in myself it's like all right you have to go into this and you know not let money control you so success for my business looks like with these juices i wanted to change people lifestyle i wanted to like, I want them to not depend on medication. 
Like you can heal your like you can yeah. heal yourself by just eating the right things, drinking the right things. And I feel like we've got so caught up in the world, like it's just go, 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 go. It's like let's take a step back. Even though, I mean, they can get a little bit pricey, right? But I feel like they make it that way so we can still be unhealthy. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I think the success is like, yes, of course, I want to branch out. I want to be in stores. I want everybody to know about Juicy Buys. But for me, the the moment, wow, it's like, you know, I made it. It's like where I want to hear those testimonies. Like I have a lady that's been ordering from me. She was like, you know, she struggled with inflammation and she drinks the one with the tumor, kick the sick. And she's like, yo, Onika, you know, I noticed when I don't drink your juices, like the pain comes back. So she was like, I need the one with the turmeric. So it's like stuff like that. That's what keeps me going. As long as I know that I'm making a difference. Yeah, the money's always going to come. Yeah. Because I'm wealthy. I claim it. I got yeah, money. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that's always going to come. But, you know, just to be out there and just to know behind Juicy Vibes, there's a woman that started with, high blood pressure there's a woman you know that woman started with procrastinating not being consistent to a woman now that stands strong on her faith and she wants what's best for you yeah yeah i yeah that's something i learned later on too how jesus says better to give than receive mm-hmm. so when you're uplifting other people you get promoted at the same time right right because our gifts are for the service and for the community some kind of way. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I so. I like the fact that even being so young in my business, I'm still able to give back. Yeah. Um so that tomorrow actually I'm going I'm giving away free juices to anybody that donates like coats or blankets, they'll get a free juice. And I feel like God has placed me in position to where I can't afford that so young in my business to you know, to be able to give that out. And like it's not a strain on me. I don't feel it. Like, I just went in the store, bought all the fruits. All right, bam, we're going to make these juices. I'm going to put the time and effort into doing this. And I'm giving back to, you know, the community. And I feel like that's how it should be. So. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's. The more people you lift up, the higher you go. Yeah. And the more you're selfish and care about yourself. You can't get promotion, but now you're working twice as hard because you're right. by yourself. And something I. My mentor used to tell me this all the time. You always want God's anointing in anything you do. Mm-hmm. And then money is not the biggest issue. Cause yeah. God can open any door he wants to open. That is that is a fact. But, but when you get selfish, you lose that anointing. Yeah. And now it's all on you. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of opening and closing doors, um, the same company that, you know, the door was closed on me, the, the, another door was opened in the same company. Wow. So I'm back, you know, I'm back working full time, still doing my juicing. Um, but <laughs> it's funny because wow. it happened so effortlessly where I didn't wow. even have to do anything to get back in. And it's like where I'm at and where he positioned me now. It's like, all right, guys, I saw what you did there. It was like, I needed you to leave to see what I can give you. But here's another door I'm going to open for you, right? So it's like he set me up in a place where my manager is awesome. The work I'm doing, I like, I enjoy going to work. And I'm still able to focus on my business at the same time. So it's like, I got, I see what trusting you <laughs> looks like. I am here for it. You got the best so, of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. So, being obedient. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a complete blessing. And I wouldn't. I don't regret anything that happened. I don't, 
I don't feel any hurt. I wasn't angry with God about it. I was just like, okay, here we are. Um, I trust you. And yeah, all that happened this year. <laughs> Obedient. Yeah. And I'm saying it out loud. It's like, all that did happen this year, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so awesome to look back at it, but mm -hmm. living through it, there is a different kind of stress. Yeah. Because yeah. every day, okay, how am I going to pay this bill? Right. And for me, I got three children. How am I going to feed my kids? You want me to walk away from this, what they going to eat? Right. You know, sometimes it's easier if it's just you. But if you have children, too, and especially for men, we got pride anyway. Because mm -hmm. we always want to be a superhero. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm trusting God. But if I'm the hero, what do I need to do? Yeah. And something I got from my mentor, like, that's why I'm happy to hear you talk about yours. Because I had my mentor back in 07. And one of the things he used to talk about is when you're always using I, you might be wrong. Mm. Because you're focusing on yourself first mm. instead of God first. Gotcha. And then service. And yeah. then what, do you, what is your function and what is your purpose? Mm. But when it's always I, you're going to do what makes you happy and comfortable. Yeah, that is true. Then you miss God. That's true. That is very true. Because yeah, I just asked you about your miracle. That's that's another one. You, now you got the best of both worlds. The business yeah. is up, and you went back to the same company. Yeah, and in a and in a better position where it's yeah. like I don't have that anxiety or all that yeah. un, you know being uncomfortable. It's like, am I, when I tell you, yeah. I haven't had a manager that's been so dope yeah. and like she's so understanding. She doesn't treat you like a robot, and it's like she understands you have a life outside of work. And I feel like a lot of managers miss that mark. So you always hear people leave a company. I feel like people leave companies not because of the work, but because of their management. Yeah. Um, and it's like, the I don't know if once people get up the ladder, if they it just goes out the window that, hey, people are still human. Just because they're below you, they still have a life too. True. So I think I feel like a lot of managers miss that mark. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how things how things have played out. Um, yeah. Keyword happy. Yeah. I remember um the proverb. I think it's Proverbs eighteen, mm -hmm. where it said God will give you a blessing, but He doesn't add any suffering or pain to it. Mm -hmm. Earlier, when you said you were going to work miserable, and then he's like, the signs are here. How often do we ignore those signs because we want something magical? All the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> the blindfold is on. <laughs> yeah. I don't see nothing, God. <laughs> your emotions tell the truth sometimes. Yeah. Your feelings can tell the truth sometimes. Mm -hmm. Your health. Because I still remember that year, I swole up to like 400. Like, you met me after I lost most of it. Okay. But it was a three-year period where I was just working like a dog. Still didn't have any money, so I'm mm -hmm. obviously missing God. Yeah. But I was working seven days a week, calling myself taking care of my family. But I was miserable. I gained all, I wasn't even going to the gym. Mm. Then I started drinking again. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to do this. I, the eye came back. But if your health goes down, you're working more, you still ain't got no money. You're obviously missing God. Yeah. Because Proverbs 18, uh, Proverbs 18 said, my blessing has no sorrow with it. Mm. So if you're doing all that extra and you still ain't got it, just sit down. So how did you just... come out of that funk? <laughs> I want to hear about that. <laughs> it was, okay, well, there's, there's a lot of steps to it, but I'll tell you the big one. I'll tell okay. you the big one. Going upstairs in my house. There were times where I would climb those stairs and just break out in that profuse sweating. Mm. And from all the books I read, that's a sign of a stroke. Mm. So I'm like, why am I having these stroke symptoms? I'm too young for this. What's wrong? I'm Superman. I shouldn't even be this sick. 
And then when I finally did go back to the gym, I'm like, yo, I got on the scale. I'm like, why do I, why? How did this happen? And going through the stress, it felt like it happened overnight because pride also blinds you. Mm. So I'm not even realizing I'm gaining all that weight. Right. I'm just looking at myself as the superhero suffering because the pain also boosts the ego. Mm. And like I was talking to your mentor earlier about the illegitimate game and where it came from, for a lot of, I can't speak for everybody, but yeah. for a lot of men, if it's not painful, it's not love. So I'm proving I'm loving you by suffering. Mm. But sometimes we let our health go down. Yeah, that's true. And then I'm drinking this beer because I'm stressed out. I earned this beer, even though it's killing me again. Right. Then I have to wake up at four o'clock the next morning to go back to work because I love you. So I'm killing myself because I love you. Mm. That's the part of the illegitimate game too. Even though the Bible said my blessing has no suffering right, attached to right. it. So when you're moving in your pride and your ego, you change the rules. Because if I love you, I should be suffering for it. I should be mm. bleeding for it. And you should see me and then care for me even more. Yeah, right. So it's completely backwards thinking. And sooner or later, God going to wake you up. Yeah. You know, when you have troubles in your relationships, when you have trouble with your kids, trouble with your health, that's all the signs God's not here. Mm. So you have to turn around and repent and say, okay, what's wrong? Right. And he'll walk you through it as soon as you humble yourself. Yeah. And I went through a lot of humbling. Yeah. And because I love my family, I knew I had to fix me. Okay. And, there, you know, there, there are things you can't control. We talked about that before. Right, right. But as long as you write with God, he's going to do all that other stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just like now, you got the best of both worlds. Yeah. That might be the title of this episode. The best of both worlds. I like yeah. that. Because <laughs> I didn't know you went back to that company. Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. Um, it happened, was it August? Yeah, August. Like the ending of August. Yeah. Um, like, it, like it just, like I said, it was effortless. Like I didn't have to do anything. And it was all because I kept certain relationships where I could have, you know, not did it the godly way and burnt those bridges, but I yes. I don't do that. That's I I don't do that. Mm. Um, and by me not doing that, it opened the door again, and it was like, oh my God, I see you. And I was able to open a door for another friend of mine. Uh, you know that <laughs> was also working there. So it worked. When I tell you, God be working, no, man. Another miracle. <laughs> he be working. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it, it all worked out the way it should have. And he said, I ain't burn no bridges. Sunday, our pastor talked about the power of life and death is in the tongue. Mm -hmm. So you could have burnt those bridges quick. I could have. It was, look, I could have burned it soon as I heard that you're not getting this, you're not coming back to this company. I could have just, you know, shut it down there. But it's like, mm -hmm. I'm just not that person. And my grandmother, um, she was the, when I tell you, she was the sweetest lady I've ever met in my entire life. It's my mom's mom. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Guyana, um, in South America. And we grew up we weren't the richest, but we never wanted for anything. Um, always had food. My grandmother had when I tell you every fruit tree you could possibly think of, we had all of that. I wanna go there. Uh, <laughs> That's where I wanna go. I want a real pineapple. Look, she had yeah. like down to sugar cane, banana, mango, guinea. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but it's like a little small green uh looking Do fruit. I need a passport? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Zach. I wanna go there. Wherever that is, Guyana, I wanna go to Guyana. Um, yeah. she had all of these fruit trees. So just growing up, even though we lived in a small house, it wasn't updated. You know, we had to take baths outside. Yeah. Um, the toilet, there was no toilet to flush. You know what I'm saying? So growing up that, growing up like that and then coming here was completely, you know, 
culture shock, right? Mm -hmm. But I think having that upbringing and just being around somebody that's so loving. My we grew up in a Catholic church. So my grandmother had me in the choir. I don't know how to sing. I can't hold a note. I was like, why did y'all have me in the choir? Anyhow, but I think yeah. just watching her, she always had her Bible and she always had some type of novel with her. Yeah. And anybody that came to our yard, if they came for food, clothes, if they needed a shelter, she offered that. And I've never seen her angry. I've never seen her turn anyone away. So I think watching her grow up, that turned me into the woman I am now. Like... I'm, my heart, like my heart, is so big. Whereas now I have to set. I'm, I'm counseling with my pastor, and he was like, "You need to set healthy boundaries." So that's something I'm struggling with. But okay, and I think you know, just growing up with her, like I just have such a big heart. Like I want to help everybody, and I don't want to say no. And just going back to burning those bridges, it's like, why, why am I gonna be angry at this person? I don't know why that happened in the background. So why am I mad with them? Something else could have happened. And, you know, God over here working and doing his thing. So I'm going to just let everything, you know, roll itself out and not burn those bridges. So I think, you know, she's the person that molded me into that, like, loving, caring, genuine person. Um, yeah. So. Watching your grandmother. Yeah. She's still, she still here? She's mm -mm. still in Ghana? Oh, she passed away? Yeah, she passed away in 2013. I think 2013, yeah. Wow. You ever, you ever go back to visit Guyana? Mm -hmm. I went back in 2020, like right before COVID hit. Um, so that time I went home. I went home with one of my girlfriends. And that was the first time I actually did like touristy stuff in Guyana. And, you know, most of the time I go home, like... When I left Guyana, I was nine years old. So my mom, my mom was still there. I came here with my dad. Uh, so I would go back, back and forth to visit. Um, but this particular time when I went home, we got to see the Kaitro Falls, which is one of the largest one drop waterfalls in the world. I think it might be number two now. Wow. Um, so we did that. We went to like an island in the middle of nowhere. Um, and it had a church, a school and a hospital. And I think the population was maybe like less than 100 people. Um, so Guyana is such a huge, beautiful place. You should definitely go. Yeah. Um, but I haven't been back since COVID. I'm planning to probably go next year. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll plan that. Are the people there happy? Yeah, everybody in the Caribbean is happy. <laughs> I mean, you know how, you know the images they send us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, what is it really like? I think people are happy. Um, as, as anywhere has its ups and downs and its struggles. Um, but for the most part, it's just simple living. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're always going to have those people that want to keep up with the Joneses. You're always going to have those people who like the simple life and, and they're fine with that. Um, but I think coming from a place where you don't have much, you learn to appreciate so much more. So when you yeah. do get it, it's like you value that and you don't take it for granted. Um, so I think coming here at such a young age and still going back and forth because my mom didn't come here until 2016. So all those years, you know, all we had, all we, we didn't have FaceTime back then. We didn't have none of that. So we write with letters 
and my mom never missed a beat. I think I still have like all of those birthday cards from when I was like nine when yeah. I left her and all the letters. That's what I was gonna um, ask. You. Yeah, those like, letters are valuable. Yeah, like I, I have all of that stuff, and like I have to go get calling cards, and then you'll hear the thing: you only have one minute left, and it's like, tag, mom, we just got on the phone. So I think you know, just missing that part of it. Um, and just even still still having that connection throughout all those years, it just made you appreciate it. Um, so I think the people, I will say the people of Guyana are, I will say they're happy. Because my dad, he enjoys going back home all the time. Yeah. He has a house back there. So he goes home like once a year. So my aunts, they go home all the time. So it's like Guyana is always going to be that happy place regardless of if the government's going crazy or whatever else is going on. It's just... It's just simple living, and that's all it boils down to, yeah. Yeah, because I asked you that because my worldview, because I have a master's degree in psychology, mm -hmm. and I always thought I was a philosopher anyway. So my worldview has always been the value is in the people. Mm -hmm. It's not in the PlayStation. It's not in the car. Yeah. It's not in the clothes, the jewelries. It's not in the fame. It's not even in social media. The value is the people. Yeah. So if you live in an area that they call poverty, that they call third world, you actually love the people and the people around you. You actually mm -hmm. love your family. In my opinion, after what I read in the Bible, that's actually a better life. It is. Because now I love you and not what I can get from you. Right. You actually value the person. Yeah, and it's like over there, like everybody knows everybody. Like you know your neighbors. Yeah, you don't have to lock I, your doors. Man. Yeah, so I feel like over here, I don't know Tom and Jerry down the street, you know, like, but back home, it's like you know the whole, you knew everybody in the neighborhood. And like the parents are looking out for other kids where the kids can just walk. Like I used to walk to school at like seven, eight years old by myself. You can do that here. Um, so it's just like just growing up over there, it's like you just feel that genuine that genuineness from everybody around you and people are looking out for each other yeah. um you know things might be a little bit, bit different now because of all the other influences from outside um but i still think that community is still there yeah yeah because it's a better world when you love people and mm -hmm. not stuff yeah because i remember when i lived my dad was in the military so when we lived in germany we stayed in this um they call them flats mm -hmm. and it was I think it was four floors altogether, if I'm not mistaken. But when we moved into that building, we were the only American family. But I knew everybody in that building. Mm -hmm. And me and my brother also knew which door not to knock on. Because right. that guy was different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was some... Now, I, we, I was six, seven, eight years old. Okay. I, I can't define it. Yeah. But me and my brother and my parents told us, that guy's different. Mm -hmm. So out of that whole building, it was just one door we stayed away from. Yeah. Don't know what it was. God covered that for me. My parents probably know, but we yeah. were young. But we knew everybody in the building. But there are times in America where we lived in certain neighborhoods, you don't even know your neighbor. Yeah. Like the subdivision I bought my house in, I didn't know everybody in that circle. Because mm. everybody's busy. Everybody's mm -hmm. doing their own thing. Everybody has a TV. Everybody has yeah. a phone. So we didn't even know our neighbors. But in yeah. Germany, when you got less, it's like people become the value. Yeah. And not the stuff. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, I think the neighborhood that we moved into, my dad, when we moved here, we were living in London town, somewhere in Henrico. Okay. And then my dad bought a house and, you know, we were blessed to have the best neighbor ever, which is now my god mom, my mentor. Um, <laughs> so she pretty much raised me because um, my mom, like I said, my mom wasn't here. Me and my stepmom, we didn't have yeah. the best relationship. Um, and it was like I needed 
a woman in my life to guide me and she took on that role without asking any questions okay and from you know from the age of 11 12 to now 32 it's like she's still in my life still guiding me still pushing me and it's like i couldn't ask for anything else so it's like that that neighbor was a, a blessing that i didn't even know i needed for 20 years yes that right. neighbor sounds like a guardian angel. Uh, that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to meet the guardian angel. Don't we? we need to talk to her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let me uh, let me ask you this: from living in both Guyana and mm-hmm. America, wait, were you in Richmond the whole time? Or? Yeah, so it came straight to Richmond. Um, okay. So I didn't get to experience the New York living like most Caribbean people do. Okay, so what would you say is the biggest difference from your perspective from actually living there? From living in Guyana? Guyana in here. What, what would you say the difference was for people who've never been? As far as the joy, the love, the what's the biggest difference? I think over here, people are very consumed with themselves. Okay. Um, and like, like you said, the community part of it, it's like, it's everybody for themselves versus back home where people are actually looking out for people. And like I said, my grandmother, you know, we didn't have much, but it's like, she found like she would give you the last piece of bread that she had. And it's like over here, your neighbor or whoever could see, you know, your husband beating you in the front lawn. They'd be like, mm. and they'll look the other way versus back home. Your neighbor might call her husband like, hey, go help them or something like that. And it's like over, people just just turn their face over here. That's what that's where I saw the difference. Okay. Um, and, and I don't know if it's just like the upbringing or I, I don't know what it is. Um, or maybe because we all just grew up so close to each other, or maybe we just some nosy people in the Caribbean. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it was it was definitely a culture shock, um, especially starting school here because I had an accent. Um, so it's like broken English. We still speak English. Yeah. Um, but the kids picked on me a lot. Um, so just having to, you know, maneuver through that. Um, so I struggle a lot with wanting to fit in. Um, you know, I struggle with, you know, low self-esteem because it's like, I don't look like these other kids. I don't speak like these other kids. Mm -hmm. So they weren't as welcoming as I thought they would be, especially somebody coming from outside versus as an American, if you come to Guyana, oh, we just worship the ground you walk on because we think, you know, what they portray America to be is like, it's all, you know, flowers and roses over here. Yeah, um, the flake, fake flower. Yeah, right. That's your stink. <laughs> You'll get a flower. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, yeah. you know, when, and I've noticed even too, like when I used to go back home, you know, after being over here for a few years and go back home, everybody's yeah. like, oh my God, look at you. You look great. Look at your skin. You're like, look at how you speak. And it's like, they just worship you. Um, versus here, as a foreigner, when you come here, it's like the complete opposite. It's like, go back to your country, <laughs> like that type yeah. of thing. So it's like, it, it was, yeah, it was completely, completely culture shock for me. Yeah. People, uh, what's the word? They they feel what they don't know. Yeah. They feel what they yeah. can't understand. Yeah. Intimidated by what you can't control. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Because I was, matter of fact, I just had this conversation with a friend of mine. Everything you just said, love. We don't know what real some excuse me some people don't know mm-hmm. what love is yeah so then you we mistreat other people mm-hmm. and then after me and her had that conversation i said you know what do we love ourselves first mm. because That's if i love cool. me i'm not gonna treat you wrong because right. you're different right so 
maybe in Guyana or other countries, when you have less stuff, maybe we learn. Maybe they learn how to love themselves correctly. Yeah. Because you ain't got nothing to hide. That's that's a valid point. Yeah, I can see that. So it's kind of yeah. It's kind of like love may be a missing ingredient. Yeah, could be. Because could be. like you know how everything on TV, depression, insecurity, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Every time you turn the TV on. Yeah. In Guyana, how often did people talk about insecurities and fears and anxieties? Not a lot that I could think of. It's not even a topic, is it? Probably not. Yeah. So the biggest fear is which fruit am I going to eat today? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> is there another pineapple, right? Right. <laughs> pineapple's my favorite. Like, look, look, I have kiwis. pineapple in everything, okay? <laughs> Pineapples, kiwis, watermelon. Because my family in Louisiana, they... I don't know if they had their own watermelon farm or what, mm-hmm. but every time I went to Louisiana, every house was full of watermelon. Mm. So I grew up eating watermelon. Yeah, like going back to, you know, going back to the health benefits of, yeah. you know, juicing, it is so much in it. And I have it, you know, listed out here, maintains healthy skin, improves your energy, it detoxifies your bodies, like so many metabolism. benefits. What else do I got back there? Fife inflammation. Boost, yeah. I like that boost metabolism. Part. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um you know, it has so many benefits to it. It's like we need it. And, you know, people are on the go, so it's convenient. So standing in the kitchen juicing, figuring out how to, you know, whip all that stuff up and make sure it tastes good, it takes a lot of work. It takes You have to have a passion for it. And my passion is like when I'm in the kitchen, it's not work to me. It's like because I love doing it. I love seeing the effects that it have on people. <laughs> And it's just like finding something that you're passionate about. Ooh, baby, you hit the jackpot. Oh. Like it's not it's nothing it's, like it. Yeah. When you're doing what God told you to do, you don't right. even need a motor. You just flow. It's like he's almost it's almost like he's with you while you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, like what they say, uh if you love something, you don't even look at the clock. When I tell you I was up at 4.30 this morning, like <laughs> wide awake. I'm never up, never am I up at 4.30, but just wide awake. I was like, yeah. you know what? I got so much to do. I got these events coming up. Let me get up and start. I was like, like I was literally laying in the bed praying. I'm like, you know, I got, we're gonna, you know, what what is the plan today? Da, 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 da. So maybe I can lay here and fall back to sleep. I said, you know what? No, get up. And I got to tell you, like, I'm full of energy now, maybe because I had some coffee, but you know, I'm st- like, I'm not tired. Like, this didn't make me tired, you know, making these juices, like, you know, for my events and stuff. So I think just once you find that passion and once you talk to God and he leads you to, like, what your purpose is, like, don't don't let that go. As much as you're tired, you don't want to get up. And it's, like, days where it's, like, things aren't falling in line or you get frustrated. Whatever it is, it's, like, don't give up. Just go back to, you know, how God, how God made you, you know, guided you to this place. Like, don't. Just go back to that always. Definitely. And then, you know, just, just go from there. Um, but, yeah. That's definitely true. Because, <laughs> matter of fact, I'm going to tell this story. This might help somebody, somebody in the internet world. Yeah. It's going to help you. Sometimes there's no, i trying to say it the right way. Sometimes there's no right answer. Hold on. Sometimes there's no wrong answer mm-hmm. to the right thing. So, this is my example. I went to computer school because mm-hmm. I was trying to find a way to make more money. I didn't retain any of that information. Yeah. <laughs> like, it literally killed me to yeah. study it and to learn it. And then I went back a second time. Okay, I'm going to go to computer school. Because one of my cousins, he does computers up in mm-hmm. D.C. He's, he makes a lot of money. A lot of money. So I'm like, okay, I could change careers and get into computers, but it never worked. Mm. 
So after I went back the second time, I just sat down and said, okay, God, maybe this ain't it. But there's no, but it's not necessarily wrong because computers might work for the next person. Right. Because right. there's a lot of people getting into tech now. Yeah. It just wasn't my thing because it shouldn't be that hard to retain the information. Right. Because when I studied psychology and philosophy, I picked that up quick. Mm. And then just like writing and teaching and all of that, the books, that's easy for me. But if I can't get the computer thing, maybe God don't want me to go that right. way. Right. So like I was trying to say, it's not, people have to do what God wants you to do. Yeah. Because it could be wrong for you, but right for me. That is true. Because if I make that juice, it may not taste like right. <laughs> It's gonna probably might be real pulpy. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I might have to have some sugar to make it taste good. So you know I'm doing something wrong. Right. <laughs> but when it's your gift, you just get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. I'm just sitting here, I'm full of joy to listen to your miracle story. Because I know you got some yeah. more. I, and I do. And they're coming. And yeah. I feel like it's going to continuously, continuously, you know, come along yeah. as I go through the journey. Um, so I'm excited about, you know, the path God has for me and especially like me growing spiritually. I think it's so important. I can see like, I can see that I have to pray for a lot of things. And one of the main thing is patience. Um, so that's one thing in my character that I would love, love, love for it to change like overnight, but I know, (laughs) but I know it won't, but Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's going to take some time and I know it's going to take a lot of, you know, me leaning on God to, Hey, help me through certain situations. And it's like, just, just leaning on him for everything. I think that makes everything a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's where I am. Patience, prayer, leaning on God. Mm-hmm. So from the beginning of the business, 2020 to now, would mm-hmm. you say you're better with God? Oh, almost almost made me curse. Yes. (laughs) Heck yeah. Um, I think under the level of, under the the, the ministry that that I'm under, it's Mm -hmm. like, you don't have a, you don't have a choice. Like either you, you, no, I'm like, I'm serious. It's like, if you don't change, like you, you will feel that conviction. You know what I'm saying? I don't even have to convict you. Like you'll feel it yourself. And it's like, you can't sit under that level of teaching and not want better for yourself. Yeah. And it's like, even when I do something wrong, it's like, tag, oh, I shouldn't have did that. And it's like, I immediately feel, you know, feel bad. I'm like, I need to change certain behaviors, needs to change my mindset, need to change how I say certain things, mm-hmm. like speak positivity into my life, like versus saying, oh, I'm, I'm always in debt or I'm broke. Like just changing those words, you know? Um, so just, just speaking over my life, it's like, I have no choice but to be different, um, going forward. Well, tell us about this ministry. Like who's the church? Oh, the yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think this is the third time you mentioned it. Like, cause I, I'm intrigued now. Okay. Who, yes. The church, the pastor, um, so let me back up. So I started going yeah. there last year. It's okay. fit for the kingdom. Global Ministries downtown at the great street theater. Um, and it's apostle, uh, Enrique Pascal. Enrique Pascal. Um, and it's uh, also his wife, the first lady, uh, Lady K. Uh, so I started going there, and my godmom actually told me about it. She was like, you need to go to church. I said, whatever. Um, I'll go when I'm ready. <laughs> um, so this is last year. So the day I decided to go, everybody canceled on me. Wow. I said, okay, devil. All right. So 
everybody canceled. I said, all right, the devil is working because he really don't want me to go. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up and I'm going to go anyways because I've always struggled with finding a great church here in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Never found one. The ones that I went to, it was either they, they were all about money, either they sang too much and I didn't get a good word or whatever it was. So the day I went, I'm walking in by myself and I was like, all right, God, maybe it's going to be somebody in here that I know. Because, like, I'm nervous. You're going to somewhere new, right? Yes. So I walk in. The first person I see was a guy I met years ago. And I tell you, he's a full of, full of energy. His name is Haji. Full of energy. Um, like my, I thought you were going to say something else. Nah, full of, he's <laughs> full, full of energy. Full of energy. Like, he's <laughs> always on go. Um, so he was the first. He was a greeter. I was like, like, a sigh of relief just went over me. I was like, all right, I'm supposed to be here. Okay. And from that day, I think it was, like, I think it was last May, uh, from that day, I've, I've been going ever since. Um, and I'm in the, I teach the the children's ministry. Um, I do the homeless ministry. And I'm also one of the greeters. Um, but I'm like, I'm so involved. I've never been so involved in a church. Um, and that flowed naturally too? It did. Okay. It was just like, it was no pressure. It's like, you know, they said a sheet here. You want to sign up for this? Sure. You want a partner? Yes. Because the, the teaching that I got, and I feel like I stepped out on faith and bought my house um, because I started going there. And it was just like I had all this debt piled up. It was like, dang, I can't, I can't afford a house now. Like I need to save up. I need to pay off stuff. And I talked to my, you know, I talked to Apostle about it. He was like, Oniku, you know God, right? I said yes. He was like, okay, well, lean on your faith and go, you know, go sign up and you know see what you get approved for. And when I tell you, everything just fell into place. Like, it was mine. Like, I was shocked. I said, I'm approved for what? You sure that's mine? <laughs> they were like... Got the wrong social security Like, that is not me. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, you know, I moved into my house. My neighbor, he like, when I tell you, he's got sent... Before I even, you know, got the house and everything was set, he came up to me. He said, hey, I'm such and such. He said, I'm your next door neighbor. I just want you to know, I prayed over you. You got this house. It's set. Wow. I don't know this man like at all. Just met him. Wow. Like he just came over. The guy was doing the inspection. And like, you know, a couple of weeks later, everything went through, got the house. So it's just like from that, it was like I got a taste of what it looks like to fully know God. So I will say I knew God, but I didn't fully trust him. Right. So once I got under this, you know, once I got under this ministry, it was like the teaching and the discernment, it was just like, okay, now I understand what it really feels like to know who God is. Um, so it took me going there and just having somebody who's also relatable. So Apostle is very relatable. He, you know, he had his past and he's not afraid to share that. So I think also when you go into ministry, you're looking for somebody that you can relate to yeah. and understand is comfortable. I've never had a pastor who checks on you. Or, like, you can go to them about anything. And, like, he gives back so much. Both him and his wife, they give back so much. It's like they're just the most genuine people. And it's like you just feel so comfortable with them. And, you know, I invite other people to church. I had a couple, you know, one of my friends the other day, her and her husband came, and they joined the church after just being there the first time. Wow. And it was just like... First time. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's like... I've searched so hard or trying to find a church or, you know, it just wasn't working out. And then just to walk into this one, it's like every, it just felt natural. And it's like, I just never looked back. 
And when I tell you my life did a complete 360, I I would stand up and just start stopping right now. But it's just like, it's, it just makes me smile and I can be, I can be at peace with myself, just knowing that I'm just under, like, I'm just protected, you know? Like, I'm surrounded by so many great people. Yeah. And it's like, thank you, God, for that. I, I appreciate that so much. Um, and it, it just it just warms me on the inside. And that's why I don't worry much anymore. Um, I, well, I at least try not to worry. You know, sometimes you can't help it. But it's like, just having that peace of mind is, is, nothing, is nothing else like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... Well, we're always human, so we always have that mm-hmm. other thing to worry about. Because my daughter just started high school. Mm-hmm. So every now and then I let fear go. Then I have to just remember to pray again. Because mm-hmm. God's going to take care of her too, the same yeah. way he took care of me. So we're still, still human. But the more you talk about following God and all the miracles, it keeps reminding me of the lesson of being in God's hand, like the tribe of Judah, because it's God's hand. Mm-hmm. If you're in his hand, it's okay. Yeah. You just have to learn to stay there. Yeah. Because it's always that other thing, that other fear, that other project. Mm-hmm. I got to, like I said earlier about the, all the eyes. Yeah. I got to get this money. I got to start this business. And just, you know, and just sitting here listening to you talk about this, I'm sure people are going to be inspired to start their business. Yeah. But did God tell you to do it? Mm. All right. That part. That part. That part. Because somebody else can make a better juice and fail because yeah. God didn't tell them to do it. That part. But it could be a better juice. Yeah. But if it's not anointed, you got to do it all on your own. Right. Then you miss the other mark. That part. Yeah. Because I really feel that way about computers. Because I, want, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wanted the money. Yeah. But I, it, it's not clicking. Yeah. And if something don't click, it can't be my fault. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it can't be my fault. Yeah. But it just means God don't want me to do computers right now. Yeah. It's not for you. But, man. Just give it up. Because <laughs> I'm still trying to find out the NIC unit, the CPU, the compressor, mm-hmm. the port numbers, and the telnet number, and the firewall. Like, the firewall class, they were speaking Japanese to me. Look, it's boring to me, too. Like, Look, get somebody else to do it. That's not my alley. Man. I'm going to stick to I'm gonna stick to this. <laughs> but I would love to make $100 an hour. Yeah. Like, my cousin killing it right now. Yeah. But... But you I, wouldn't be happy though. You would probably be miserable. <laughs> start, but, start drinking again, right? <laughs> so you don't right. want to go that. Find you yeah. know, find whatever it is that's gonna make you happy. <laughs> I'm driving a Jaguar, but I'm drunk yeah. every night. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That peace of mind is everything. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, the more I get it now. Yeah. But yeah, it's gotta be what God wants you to be. For sure. And it sounds like you are what he wants you to be. Yeah, I, I, I strongly believe so. I feel like Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. I feel like he aligns things for a reason. He places people in your life. What is the saying? Uh, people are coming to your life for a season or a reason, whatever it is. Um, I might have said that wrong, but... A blessing or a lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, i just seen that on Instagram. Too. Yeah. So I, th- I, think, yeah. I think where I'm at now personally, spiritually, physically, um, I think I'm where I'm supposed to be. Um, and I think if I continue to go down this path, you know, always relying on God for everything versus, you know, trying to do it myself and not go to him first, I think I'll, yeah, I think I'll be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was a moment I was tempted to move back to Atlanta cause I just wanted to change and chasing money. Mm-hmm. But I know 
I knew there was a 90% chance he didn't tell me to go. Yeah. I just got a cousin down there, and I'm like, yeah, I can go make some money in Atlanta, and I, I can do this, and mm-hmm. I can do that. And then there's, there's so much I. Yeah. And especially in this new world with technology and social media, it's so easy to put yourself on the throne. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to create, create a platform for yourself. Yeah. So, matter of fact, t- um, tell us how... How do you resist the temptation to platform yourself or to do your own thing? How do you resist it? Mm, I think there's a certain image I want to portray when it comes to... You talking about social media? All of it. Because you have your own business. Mm-hmm. You're making your own money. Right. You can do your own thing. True. So, what... Is it the teaching at the church? Like, you know, like what, 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 give, what gives you the ability to stay humble? Because we can do our own thing. Yeah, that is true. I think... You can go to Essence Festival and make a million dollars. Yeah, that is true. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That would be nice. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. No, I think if something unsettles me, I I try not to do it. Okay. Um, So I think just staying in my lane and how I live my life, you know, behind closed doors, the same way I want to portray it out to the world. Um. And, you know, there's one point on social media I have, you know, stuff with me, you know, out partying and doing all that stuff. But I'm just not in that space anymore. Um, I'm in a space now where it's like my focus is getting closer, getting closer to God. And if those things aren't godly, then it has to go. So I think that's a strong part of it. Um, And then if I'm going to if it's going to unsettle me, then I don't want it. So I think that's what keeps me in a straight line. So your anger is God and not the bank. Right. Okay. Um, so I think sure. if it was the bank, you know, I probably would have just been scrambling to find another job and just took anything yeah. that fell into place during that, during the summer months. But I was obedient and I was like, look, it's all going to be about my business. God said, this is what you're going to do. So like when I tell you all summer, I was working my A off. Like, yeah. I was in that kitchen, like I was in the kitchen. Just let's just say that, and it was busy, yeah. and it was just like a overflow to the point where sometimes, like, I, I call my, you know, I call my guy, I'm like, yo, I am tired. It'd be like, when I tell you, up one, two o'clock in the morning, printing off labels, and it's just like, but I was just so, I was so deep into it. It's like, no, I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. Yeah. And it's like, you know, even though I was super tired after I was done, I was like, okay, I feel. I don't feel that bad. Like, I feel good. So I think, you know, all of that just just keeps me in line with, you know, where I'm at and where I want to continue to go. Yeah. Yeah. And the obedience, consistency, discipline. Mm-hmm. And then it all ended with you getting your job back anyway. Mm. Won't he do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody in here can start dancing for that. Right. that that's like God saying, I had you the whole time. Right. And I want to go back and laugh at some of those people when they question me when I said God got it. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. It's so so awesome when we look back and say he was there forever. Yeah. Because even even the times I was incarcerated, he was in there with me Mm because a lot of situations kept going in my favor. Mm. Now, of course, at the time, I thought I was just so dope. Yeah. And I'm just so smarter than everybody else. But when I look back at it, God did a lot in... When I was in the worst mm-hmm. predicaments. Yeah. Because it could have been worse. Because, you know, there is worse than jail. Yeah. There is worse than prison. Even, 
Even when I crashed the motorcycle, when I started telling people about when I crashed the motorcycle, they said, yeah, my cousin crashed one and his head got knocked off by a light pole. Oh, wow. Like, what? They tell somebody else about the story. Yeah, I crashed the bike talking to different people. Mm -hmm. And my cousin crashed the motorcycle and lost a leg. I'm like, wow. Oof. So I, I just kept hearing them other stories. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, that could have been worse too. Right. But that was actually how I got saved because I was disabled for a minute. And when you sit down, you can't do nothing but look up. Mm. So I started going back to church after that because I was being hard-headed. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, God's there the whole time, no matter where we go. And then finding out he loves you, that changes everything. Why do you think that people don't want to go back to church? We, okay, I think we don't understand what love is. And then, matter of fact, I literally just had this conversation with a friend of mine. We reject the fixer. Mm -hmm. So when you feel God calling you to fix your problems, you blame God for the problem. Mm -hmm. So God's saying, come here, let me solve those issues. You're like, no, if you love me, that never would have happened. So I'm not coming back to you because you let me get hurt. Yeah. So we're blaming God instead of the people that actually hurt us. And sometimes we're blaming God instead of ourselves. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you did it. Mm. But bitterness and unforgiveness, which is the opposite of love. Yeah. Because that was my last main issue because you know the pride and the ego that goes away i'm not mm. 21 no more i ain't dope no more <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean i was 21 i was yeah. on, I, I, I created my own cloud to float myself yeah like, i was just full of it you would have hated me when i was 21 <laughs> but so but the bitterness stuck mm. and bitterness is a hidden root you can't even see so i could pretend i like you but i really don't because you hurt my feelings seven years ago mm. So it's kind of like when you walk into dead churches and there's no worship, there's no praise, everybody's sitting down while the music playing. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of unforgiveness in there. Mm. But we show up with our suits. We read the Bible. But because of bitterness, I can't love you for real. Wow. So bitterness is one of them. Like, we don't, I, I honestly believe a lot of us, I can't say everybody, a lot of us don't even know what love is. Because mm. I know for a fact when God came to me himself, I rejected God himself. Because I'm like, yo, nah, because... In my mind, I'm thinking he's coming with a baseball bat, a knife, <laughs> a belt, and a whip. He's going to kill me. Yeah. He's like, no, I love you. Like, yeah. I'm going to fix this. Right. But in my mind, because I thought his love was a discipline and a correction, he's a prison ward, I thought he's going to kill me. Mm. Come here. Oh, you're going to kill me for messing up? No, I'm going to fix you. Mm. And many of us don't have that example in the real world. Yeah. Somebody can say, I love you, then hurt you. So now you're confusing hurt love mm. is the same thing yeah that's powerful yeah kind of like dating yeah if, if you keep getting hurt by certain people you're gonna be like oh i don't want to hurt no more yeah that ain't love that's true and you're right that ain't love <laughs> yeah that is true <laughs> so it's and if i can't remember the word but we had this in psychology i want to call it i think it's called classical conditioning mm -hmm. when you say a word then you perform an action and then the person subconsciously expects that yeah so if I keep saying I love you, then I slap you, and you're five years old, and 15 years old, you don't think I love is a slap. Mm, yeah. But if I hug you, you're like, what is this? Yeah. That's not love. Love is a slap in the face because you've been conditioned to think mm -hmm. that. That's why I kept my kids away from certain kind of rap music and certain videos because it teaches you to behave a certain way. Yeah. And imagine kids watching that their whole life. Now everybody's twerking. Like it's normal. It's, it's hard out here. Um, so I, com I commend people that, you know, have kids and they're trying to raise them in the society we live in now. Cause it's like, 
You, you can't protect them from all those things because even in school, their friend might have a phone and they're, they're still watching that stuff. But I think it goes back to, you know, what you do in the, in the home. Yeah. So it starts back with your parents. Um, so, you know, I know my dad, you know, growing up, he tried to protect me from certain things. But, you know, young mind is going to wander. Um, but I, it also goes back to how he brought me up and how he protected me. Um, so, you know, not to stray too far off. You know, from so you know, from you know, the outside world. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, because yeah, I had to, like, with my first son, I was super hard on him, mm-hmm. and I was still dealing with my own demons too. But then when he got older, I became a better parent. Then my mm-hmm. second son was born. Then my daughter was born, and a whole new version of love grew up in my own soul. Cause now I have a baby girl. Oh. So everything changed when she yeah. was born. Like if I had three boys, I probably would have been size and slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> but when she was born, everything yeah. changed. So it's with my first son, I was super strict. But what I learned with my kids was give them a little bit of rope to make a few mistakes. Like I was talking about love earlier, and I thought God was just this meanie. I had to learn to give them enough room to make decisions and to fail, and I still love you, and mm-hmm. we're gonna work through it. But you're not going to go to hell for making the tiniest mistake. Yeah. Because some of us grow up living our lives on eggshells. Mm. If I make one mistake, it's over. Yeah. Because I, I remember when my son got to high school, I told him, I was like, listen, I know everybody out here popping pills and drinking and partying. I said, let me tell you something. You know that's wrong. Yeah. You said you want to go to college and play football. So you know that's going to hurt you, right? Mm. He was like, yeah. I said, well, listen, if you ever do get caught up partying and mess up, just tell me. Don't lie. If they're out there drinking and wilding, mm-hmm. call me. I'll come pick you up. Yeah. Because Uber wasn't even out yet. Just call me and tell me. But don't lie about it. Don't hide it. Because then it's going to get worse. So if you get drunk one day and get high, just tell me. I did the same thing. It's cool. Yeah. That actually freed him. And he uh, never did it. That's awesome. He never did it. While he was in high school, he had one beer his whole high school life. And that was, I think that was the night they won the state championship. That's awesome. So they deserve that beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm not parent. Please, it's a joke. But yeah, yeah, it's um, I had to learn, but I had to literally learn that because some of us go up in the environment. You make one mistake, it's over. Yeah. You can't. That's not joy. That's not love. Because every all of us are a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So if you think that from people, you're gonna feel the same way about God. Yeah. But God's like, yo, I'm gonna fix it. But we reject the fixer. Mm. and then our idol has to go somewhere else and yeah. that's you know like the analogy I always use is the imaginary world mm-hmm. so now I have to change the rules to fit my condition because mm. if I see the real God I'm going to see my real self and right. I can't even handle me Right, right. Like there was a period of years I would not take pictures because I didn't like myself there was a period of years I didn't even look in the mirror because I didn't even like me so how am I going to relate to God if I don't like me mm. Well, look at you now. I hope that helped that. <laughs> look at you now. <laughs> I'm a little better. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little better. And then God surrounds you with good people. Yeah. Who chase you through the parking lot. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. But yeah, it's, I'm glad we met. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you this before we go. What advice would you give young business owners who mm-hmm. see your journey, see your success, see your joy? Mm-hmm. What advice would you give any young business owner? Uh, don't, don't ignore the signs 
don't ignore the pulling the the tugging on you um and you know once you find that thing it's just it's gonna be effortless to you you're not gonna question it you're not gonna be unsettled um so I, I think just always trusting the process being consistent being consistent I'll say that again being consistent because that that's a hard thing um, especially in today's world where everything is moving so fast and we want to jump from one thing to the next, um, even if it isn't going right. Um, you know, cause there's some days or some weeks I don't get any sales. So it's like, all right, do I give up and then jump to something else? No, I'm going to trust the process because it, it's going to have its ups and downs and I have to learn that. Yeah. So, you know, going into it new, just being open-minded, um, accepting feedback from the right people. Um, cause every, everybody gonna come to you and tell you whatever, but you have to discern what's really coming from the right place. Um, so yeah, just, just trusting the process and leaning on, not don't lean, lean on your own understanding when it comes to certain things. Yeah. Seems like it always ends up back with God and love and discipline. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cause you said consistency probably three, four times. Yeah. Cause that's something I struggle with. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm in a space now where I've identified that. Um, and it's something that is a is a work in progress. And I'm not gonna sit here and say that, oh I'm great, I'm consistent. No, no. Cause we're we all struggle every single day. Like waking up every day is a you have to wake up saying, Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go even harder today. I'm going to work on this even harder. Too. I'm going to do better today with this thing or whatever it is that you're struggling with. Like you have, you have to literally choose to keep, keep working on that thing. Cause it's like, you can't get discouraged. So yeah, young people don't get discouraged. Keep going. Um, and just, just like I said, trust in the process. Trust me. Yeah. Can I ask you for one more nugget? Yes. <laughs> this is a good one. Okay. And, you know, Zach could tell you, my mind be everywhere. Because I wanted to do the clothing line when they showed me the program on the computer. Mm -hmm. Now I want to do clothes, but I need to focus on the podcast. Yeah. But one more nugget. You just said you've gone weeks without sales. Mm -hmm. What do you do when everything's going wrong? Um, Choosing to wake up and still keep posting content mm -hmm. and putting a smile on. Like nothing is happening in the background. So on weeks where I don't have any sales, it's like, all right, well, how can I make my social media? How can I put a new video? How can I share more information? Um, just working on things in the background, you know, trying to figure out labels or, you know, maybe working on a website. So all of the background things are also thinking about how can I bring in more clients, right? So just getting myself out there more. So not so focused on dag, I ain't getting no sales this week and just be at home doing nothing. No, you still, there's still work to be done. So you, yeah. So you, you're constantly, well, for me, like it's a, a con, like my mind is constantly go, go, going because it's like, how can I make this better? Even though I'm not getting these sales right now, okay, how can I make this better? How can I, you know, attract another market or whatever? It's just always coming up with different strategies to, you know, just get myself out there more. There's all, there's other elements to work on mm -hmm. instead of just focusing on the money. Right, right. That's a good one. Yeah. Because we do make money the idol. We talked about that a few mm -hmm. minutes ago, too. Because mm -hmm. the money is always the idol instead of the process. You just said yeah. that, too. Enjoy the process. Yeah, you got to. Um, All right. yeah. let, um, let everyone know where they can find you online. 
Yes, for sure. So you can find me on Instagram at juicyvibes underscore RVA or on Facebook, Juicy Vibes. Um, I am in Petersburg, uh, but I do pick up delivery so you can reach me and all of my information is on my IG. And in, in the cooler at Ghost Jam. Huh? In the cooler at Ghost Jam, your collaboration. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, how can we forget that? Because um, that's super important. Um, yes. I am set up at Gold's Gym in Colonial Heights. Um, so I have a mini fridge there so you can purchase there also. Uh, card, Cash App, Apple Pay, all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah. Now you big time now. Got your own hey, hey, and you know, even bigger, <laughs> even bigger things are coming, right? Yo, so you know, just gotta be, just gotta be humble. Sure. So this was great. I enjoyed it. God's timing. Look, it, it was good. Because if you came, what was that? I think August. Mm -hmm. It'd have been a different conversation. Yeah, if you came. It August. would have. Yeah, it would have. So it all worked out the way it should. God knows. He be doing it. God be, God be guiding. God like, knows. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Awesome. God bless you, everybody. Thank you.